Hey everyone, welcome to Active and Connected Families. Today, we have a completely different type of podcast for you, but it has me more engaged and excited, and I'm thinking way more than I have after any other podcast. We've been talking a lot about community on the pod recently, how getting connected to our community can help us through trauma, that working mothers are struggling with burnout because we have less people to rely on, and social psychology researchers are highlighting the relationship between our individualistic Western culture and feelings of isolation, anxiety, and depression. So this week, I have three young men with me that are true experts on community. Hussein Osman, Saeed Osman, and Ayat Muhammad are all refugees from Somalia, and their Somali Bantu culture is one of inclusiveness, helping, and wanting everyone to succeed. And I know this because they've let me into their family, and they are a part of mine. They are my children's babysitters, their cousins, their uncles. And to me, they're my friends, or my nephews, or my sons. I don't have the right word for our relationship, but I know that it is one of family. And I've felt the differences between American culture and their more collectivist, communal stance over the past six years. I truly feel that my family's relationships with these young men are essential to our mental health. We have developed a true community that is rare in America these days. So this conversation is about us putting ideas around community into words. I'm definitely less professional than usual. I say like about a million times because I'm talking to younger folks. We're also having a conversation about our relationships on air, which is always kind of weird. But these young men put some true gems out there. How about community is helping people before they ask for help? And we're responsible for our actions, learn from them, but also know that people will love us through them. Take a listen. You'll learn a lot from this episode as I did. And thank you so much, Hussein Saeed and Ayat. You guys were amazing and so inspiring. Have a great day, y'all. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places, and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Guys, I have Ayat, Hussein, and Saeed here. So why don't we do just like quick intros and maybe a little bit about like your story and your background. So why don't I start with you, Saeed? All right. How you guys doing? I'm Saeed Usman. I'm Amanda's full-time babysitter. I'm here about five days a week, but I'm just a regular old college student. And, you know, I'm the youngest out of, I think, eight siblings. It could be more, but yeah, that's just me. 
you're a soccer player. You're like a DJ. I always say I don't have a word. Like, I don't have a word to describe the role the three of you guys play in my life because, like, you babysit my kids, but you're also some of my best friends. You're the people I, like, rely on to do so many things. I'm going to cry. It's fine. You're not, like, nephews. You're not cousins. You're not friends. You're not, like, babysitters. But I don't think there's a word in English that represents, like, who you are to me and to my family. Is there a word in Somali? No, nah, I got a word in English. What is it? <laughs> it's called brothers from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a woman, and that's okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Okay, I'll take it, because I understand that. That feels more true to me, actually. That feels true. I'll just introduce you to that. Um, when we're out, that's fine. Okay, Hussein, <laughs> why don't you talk a little bit about you and maybe like where you're from originally? Hi, everyone. I'm Hussein, older brother of Saeed. Um, I'm from Kenya. I, I was born in Kenya, but my family grew up in Somalia. How old were you when you moved to the States? We moved to the States when I was about six or seven. So I kind of still remember a little bit, but not that much. Like, the most thing I remember was being on the plane, like coming to the U.S. and seeing those New York lights before ending in Charlottesville. And I grew up in Charlottesville most of the time. So like this is my community and this is kind of home to me. But at the same time, I also have my Somalian community, too. So this is where everything is right now for me in my life. And that's why I'm on the podcast right now. So That's right, Hussein. Okay, I, this is a good one for you because this is where it started, which is actually, I, where are you from? I'm also from Kenya, uh, cousins of Saeed and Hussein. Uh, I came over here in 2004 when I was three. Uh, so basically spent my entire life here. And yeah. Let me interject here and tell you how I met these guys. All three of them were camp counselors at Fry Spring Beach Club, where my children were campers. And let me also add, before I tells the rest of the story, that I've tried to raise my kids in a home that is not colorblind. We talk about race, racism, and the family value of being friends with people from all different perspectives all the time in our house, even when my kids were really little. I had started working at the Fry Springs summer camp and... I had Wes, Amanda's uh, son, in my group, and he seemed to be really clingy to me. Uh, he'd sit on my lap during story time. He'd uh, ask me to come look at his little arts and crafts, the things he would draw. Um, and then uh, this one day, this one day, uh, I'm, well, I, I'm pretty sure you told me this, Amanda, um, that he like came home and he said that he like um, made a friend or like he had a really uh, nice counselor or something. And then he was talking about, he was describing me and he, he was like, he's black. <laughs> and then that's, uh, that's kind of where it all started. <laughs> um, so throughout that summer, um, he was in my group. Uh, I got really close to him. And he also uh, started getting close with Hussein and Saeed as well. Uh, and then all three of us kind of just uh, took turns taking care of him. Uh, whenever Amanda needed to, because, you know, Amanda's a very busy woman. <laughs> and so from then on, we've just been uh, really close with the whole family. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure and a joy at the same time. 
Oh, I, you're so nice. <laughs> and I think, um, so I and I, I think probably started and really Wes and I, but over the past probably six years, it's not just my family that you all have become a part of. I think you all have become like integral parts of many families that are mostly at Fry Spring, but many other families as well. Like I can think of six other families right now that consider you all family members. Um, and I've always said, I think you bring, you have introduced family, the word family in a different way to me, because for you all, so many people are family, right? Like every, like you're nodding, but am I right? Like, how do you guys consider family? Family is somebody that's like, I guess they're close. Like they know when you're feeling pain, they know every, they kind of like even know like when you're sad or happy, like they could tell by just the way you act and like just the way you're around people. Like I could be smiling, but someone would know like if I'm still like sad or angry at the same time. And they're just close with you. So what I love about what you just said, Hussein, and the reason I want you guys on this podcast like so desperately is because the way you all understand family and community is so different from the way I was raised. And I think many like white Americans are raised to understand family and community. And you have brought so much to my life, period. I'm not going to get off on that and cry on it because I always do. Um, and I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about what, how other people like me can learn some of what you all have taught me, because I think it's hel- it's so helpful. So even the way you talked about family, Hussein, like you didn't, you weren't even like, oh, it's the person who lives in my house, or oh, it's like my brother. You were like people who know me well enough to know when I'm in pain. I'm like, that's mind boggling. Like that's not in any dictionary that's not in anything like in white american culture and that's a beautiful way of thinking about it and i and i believe that because i know you all i guess like it's another family thing is like i guess like even with like kids of like your kids or other parents kids that like, around the fry spring area like it's not like we treat them as, we don't treat them as kids we kind of treat them as like they're our own little brothers or sisters like if there's something like wrong with them, we'd go help them. Or if they're doing something bad, we would like tell them, Hey, don't do that. That's bad. Like you can't do that. We treat them like they're our own brothers and sisters at the same time. They like treat us with respect, like respecting your elders means kind of. Don't give a- my kids that much credit. Hussein, they don't give you that much just because they're. <laughs> yeah. my own kids. Like- hey, hey, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think it's all about just getting along with others and feeling comfortable around people and like having the having the confidence to go up to someone and talk to them. And I feel like if you guys can engage in a good conversation, you guys can make a connection. And that's kinda like the ways we kinda like uh like start our like our groups and like our family groups at the pool. We just like go to like a, a, a adult friend group and we just start hanging out with them, we kinda make a connection with them. And the next time we see them, we'll like we'll keep having conversations and then eventually you guys just connect to the point where you guys are like, Oh, like I, I love this. I love this person. We like, we feel like family. And then they just like, it just kind of, you just have to like connect with the others. I think the thing that's interesting about that Saeed is, is um, it's hard to find time and space to do that. Right. Like you guys probably don't know this, but when I developed my friendships with you, like that, 
months, maybe the months before that, I had woken up and I'd been like, my life is so white. Like I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, where it's all sorts of different races and cultures and all these things. And then I moved to Charlottesville and I was working like out on the West End and I felt like I kept on getting funneled to whiter and whiter and whiter places, right? So I really said, this is not how I want to live my life at all. I need to really be intentional about spending time with people and spaces that are different. And so the fact that I, I think I took the time to sit with Ayat, like I remember I sat with you for like seven hours one day at the pool, Hussein, right? But just taking the time, the connections are not always that hard, but it's taking the time to make them. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, that is kind of the main focus, just kind of out branching yourself and like getting to learn people instead of just like, you would look at somebody and judge them right there, like go up to them, say hi, or like, just don't stare at somebody and then turn away. Like if they're staring at you, just go say hi or wave to them. Like a simple wave could make a difference between like somebody coming up and like you see each other every other day and you wave to each other. You're bound to talk somehow. Well, you guys are masters at like developing (laughs) relationships, true masters at it, honestly. If you are enjoying this episode and want more mental health support for you or your family, visit us at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. We're a mental health practice with offices in Lynchburg, Charlottesville, and Northern Virginia, and we provide teletherapy across Virginia and North Carolina. We offer psychiatry, individual, child, and family therapy, and even have some after-school appointments available. Again, that's www.virginia, spelled out, familytherapy.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's talk about kind of what the word community means. And I'll tell you what I see from you all that is so beautiful. Well, number one, it's like, if I say like, hey, Saeed, can you babysit? And you're like, I can't. You're going to find someone else who will do it for me, right? You're not like, I can't, like, it's over. You're like, I can't, but I can. Or sometimes you'll be like, here's I it with me. You know what I mean? Like, you never, like, sometimes I'm like, I never know who I'm going to get, but I know some wonderful young man is going to be at my house when I need them. Because you all, like, have that level of responsibility for family. Do you realize that's different? Have you ever known that that's, like, different than other people? Like, finding somebody else? Yeah. Do you know that's a different, like other babysitters don't do that. I I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know if this is true, Saeed, but if I ask you and you can't do it, you're like, Amanda has a problem. That's part, that's kind of my problem too. So I'm going to solve it. Do you think about it that way? Yeah. I mean, if I can't, if I can't deal with it, I'll try to find someone in my, someone that I'm close with that, you know, that you trust. And I'll, you know, I'll just send out a group uh, text and be like, Hey, like when do y'all babysit the kids tonight? And um, I always try to I always try to find someone that I trust and that you trust, because I mean, like, no one wants like a random person to take care, of, you know, uh, your kids. So, I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but that, it seems like it's not like once I give you a problem like that, you kind of take it on as your problem too. Like, I think in in my culture, it seems like I'm asking for help, they can't help, they don't take it on. They just let it be. They just let it be. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Saeed, you said something really beautiful to me yesterday about like about what community is to you or maybe what family is to you. Do you remember what it was? I think I said something along with uh, along the lines of um, everybody just, you know, engaging with each other, connecting with each other. You know, not like a lot of people think community just like the people like, let's say, like around the neighborhood or like the people like around you. But like what people don't understand, a community can be like like. I think people should like, even like people that are like the poor community, the rich community, the white community, the black community, if like everybody's like combined it together, I feel like that would be like a great community that can also make uh, the place uh, a a better place in the world. And I think what you said too was like, you want everyone to succeed, right? Like, it's not like you said, what did you say? In a capitalistic culture, people are selfish. Where it's to our culture, we want everybody to succeed and win. It doesn't matter if you're like above someone or below someone. We want to raise everybody to be on the same level where everybody's equal and they can win. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Is that why you think you help me so much? Because you help me so much, right? Like you help me like with my kids. You help me emotionally. You help me like so much. You know, is that is that why you do that? Do you think it's like. It's not even that, like, you don't have to ask for, like, us to help you or uh, to, like, be helped at the same time. For, like, us, a community, for me, I guess it's, like, if it's, like, you don't even have to ask the other person to help them or be helped at the same time. Like, you would do stuff that no one else would do for us. Like, you're uh, offering to even just, like, find us a job, even if we need something or, like, even if we were in trouble or something like that, you're like coming to help us. And at the same way, we're like helping each other out by doing, I don't even know how to explain that. No, I think you're right. Like you're saying you're helping me because I'm helping you. Like you're helping me because I'm helping you. Right. But I honestly think in many ways, like you guys started that. Like I, you guys are the ones who started helping because it is like a cycle. Like I think in general, most people are like, someone's helping me. They've got my back. I'm going to have their back. Right. That's how families and communities work. But I think the crazy part is, is like, even though I like have more education and I've got a job that's more like consistent right now. Right. Like you guys are still the ones that started helping me first. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But in a sense, there's, I don't, I can't find the word to say it, but it's like, I guess it's like a family nature thing, like where even if we don't need help and you just like help us in a way, it's like, you don't even have to ask or we don't need to ask, but you just know like this person needs help at the same time and you just like go and do it. I guess it's like a family, it's a family thing where you just understand somebody's like situation, even if they're not going to say anything about it, you just like help and like just put a smile to somebody else's face like that day or I don't even, I can't find a word to say it. No, you're doing, I think that, I think you're putting into words, it's hard because you don't even, you haven't even thought about this stuff because it's so inherent into who you are. I put it into words because it's not a part of me in the same way that it's a part of you. So essentially what you're saying is you're helping people before 
that before they ask for help to you, yeah. part of like community and family is helping people before they ask for help. Yeah. I've never thought of that. Y'all that, that honestly is really deep. I know you don't think so. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's kind of deep. Yeah. I guess it like, I guess it uh, mainly goes back to just like us growing up here being like kind of less fortunate um, just having a lot of people to just reach out and help us, you, the Bullards, uh, we can name a whole lot of people that just have went out of their way when they didn't have to, to just kind of assist us and help us get through life uh, the best way that we can. So that's kind of built into our, like, mind. So that way, it's like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like we're, like, programmed to always go and help others because they've helped us as well. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's what builds, like, relationships. And listening to Hussein, Saeed, and you talk, the two words that I kept hearing were just uh, feelings and uh, connection. And I feel like in a community, uh, it's just a group of people with the same relations. And then you can build those relations through feelings or just mutual friends. Like, if Saeed's friends with so-and-so, he could always introduce me to them or say, or just offer me to take over for him, like at a job that he needs to do, but he can't make because he trusts me. And then that way I build a friendship with that person as well. And then now that's like a whole group where they're just added into our community. And then, then we just share a, a bunch of relations, relations, whether that's through just doing activities or just having a simple conversation and getting to know each other a lot. And that's one of the main things at Fry Springs where you parents, whenever we come and have conversations with you, it's like we're playing 21 questions with you. Like you guys are like throwing a whole bunch of questions at us. Uh, but all you guys are trying to do is get information. So you're informative. You want to know all about us. You want to know any updates that's been happening in uh, our lives. And so it's just a good way to connect with each other. Um, even though sometimes maybe it's like, ah, man, so many questions. But uh, it's actually <laughs> sorry, I'm a therapist. I'm a therapist. <laughs> nah, 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 I always think about it. I'm like, oh, I forgot she's a therapist. But it goes a long <laughs> way because it, sh- it shows that uh, people like actually care to get to know you. And I feel like that goes towards uh, building that community. Well, and I think the thing that is important for people to know, and even what you just said, I like you know, you help us because we help you or like we have resources and stuff that we've given to you. But ultimately, like I get way more from you all than you a would ever know. But also, I just get so much personally from you all. Like having friends from different ages and different cultures, a I always say this to Saeed is like, why are the 22 year olds like so fun? And you're essentially like, because we're not working all the time, we talk about things that aren't work. And I'm like, well, yeah. So it's so nice to just be around people that are just really fun, period. You know that. I don't even have to go into that. You know that. And you you know everyone feels that way too. That's why when that's why people are asking you questions, I because you're so fun, people want to know you. And then the other piece is just like the way you can give feedback to my kids in like such a better way than I can. Like you really do care, but you can tell them like get that stuff off of your face in a way that maybe they will listen to. And I don't have to tell them, right? Like it's a much cooler person telling them to get to, to develop some social skills. Y'all that would be nice. Um, But also I think too, 
for me, what I've learned the most is it isn't just me alone, right? Like it's not me and my husband and my three kids in our house, like trying to make it like in this capitalistic culture on our own. Like it's so much more full and beautiful when there are more people in our home. Like, you know that, like, I love it when you guys are here, but it's so much more beautiful when there are more, more people and more people to love and more people to celebrate and more people to ask for, for help. But we have to be offering help in time in order to get help in time. Y'all, what am I missing? What did we not hit on? Like, what do, what do people like me need to learn more about from you all? Because I think it's a ton, but tell me what you think people like me need to learn from you all? Um, for me, I think about uh, the culture differences, but also in similarity, even though we're like first generation, like Americans now that we're citizens, um, I feel like even our nephews, they're going to still act like the same way that we act because we came at a young age. And we both we got used to the like, I guess American way and mm-hmm. like Somalian way at the same time. But we mixed those groups in that even our parents that are like were strict Muslims and coming from Somalia in a way they mixed into the culture, and they they have like they're friends with our friends too, like they love when our different culture. How do I say that? Our different race friends come to like the yeah. houses because they want to get to know them too. They want to know like who we hang out with and they want like, even if they're not a part of our family, like my mom welcomes them as their family. They're like, oh, welcome to the family. Like, come in, do whatever you want. Like, and they would just like, the one thing that's different is like my parents, they would have like comp- if someone like comes over to the house, they would have like complete trust in them on like, if we like are friends with them, they would just have complete trust on what we do with them. Cause they feel like they're a part of the family now. And they just like connect with everything that they do. I believe that. I, I believe that they raised you that way because I see you all doing it for other people, right? Like every day I see, Saeed has his lunch. He brings his lunch. And every day I look in this little white styrofoam bin and it looks like the best food I've ever seen. And I'm like, where is Saeed getting this from? I need to order from here. And he's like, oh, Ayat's mom made it for me. I go to Ayat's mom's house every day because she makes me like, she makes me food every day. Does she really do that, Ayat? Yeah, she made us food. Like she makes us food every single day. That's how it is, man. And like, if 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 we're in Carolina and I came over to uh, to my house, my parents would feed them. That's how we're all like. That's how like the culture is. Like, if you go to any African person house, the first thing they do is offer you food. They'll be like, "Can you sit down? We'll come feed you. We'll get you water." And that like like, another thing is like, my bad for cutting you off. Say, yeah, just reaching out and visiting each other. Like, you can like just call a parent. And just say, hey, I'm coming over. And they'll, like, tell you to come over, come on by. If you don't go visit them for a long time, like, they miss you. And they're like, hey, where you've been? They don't get mad. They're just, like, get excited when you're back. Where I guess in some American culture, it's like 
if you don't get, go visit the person or like say nothing at all, they just like cut you off completely. Yeah, because family is family for you all, right? Yeah. So like if if your family like wants to me like even it could be like 15 years later and I like show back up, I would still like treat you as family. Like there would be like no distrust or no nothing between us. And I guess I don't know if it's a flaw thing by like always like seeing a person like when you first meet a person just like trusting them that's the thing we yeah do. yeah I just wrote about this because I always feel like with you all I'm always like someone is gonna think it's weird that I'm friends with like 23 year old men right that's like for me as a 42 year old woman I'm like it's kind of weird that I'm this good friends with you and I think that's my like American ideals coming in. Like that should not be weird. That shouldn't be weird. Why would I not be friends with you all? If I have fun with you, if you all help me with my kids, we have a ton in common. I'm better at volleyball than you. Right. Like, <laughs> like we guys, we play volleyball together too, but <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> we have a ton of, of things in common and we have differences, but just because we have differences doesn't mean that we shouldn't be friends. It's not weird, but I think American culture sometimes makes it look like it is. So another thing is like what you just said right there, I guess like in American culture, like people aren't considered adults until like they're 18 or anything and like that. But in like an African culture, like, at a young age, probably like at like 13, like you're a grown up, like you start developing, like they know you're still a kid and everything, but they start treating you like an adult, like you're responsible too for your own actions. So you kind of have like that community of knowing, like, even if you like get them, mm-hmm. do a mistake, like, you know, you're going to learn from it. No one's going to like punish you for it. I think that's the truth. And that's so different, right? Is you're going to learn from the mistake. You're responsible for the mistake. You're No one's going to save you, right? You're responsible for it. You learn from it and people will still love you through it. And that's how you keep a family. That's how a family stays a family is that we're learning from our mistakes. We're responsible and we love you through it. Guys, you know a lot more than you think you do. I, you have something to say over there? Oh no, I was just gonna uh, just add on to what you what you guys were yeah. saying about uh, responsibility and chiming back to uh, the parts when you were talking about how Saeed was busy and he couldn't make it to like a babysitting shift. He would always reach out to one of us. It's that sense of responsibility where like you have a job to do. And if you if you aren't able to do it, then you have to find a cover. It's like having a job. You can't make your shift. You have to get a sub. So like for us, it's like, all right, I can't make it to babysit for this person, but I really do care about them. And I think of them as family and they need me. So let me still help through another way and get a sub for them. So that way their kids get looked after and it's by someone that they trust. And so that way both parties are really happy. Well, I also think too, and not to put words in your mouth, Saeed, but I think part of it is because like you care about me, if I have a problem, 
you have a problem. So it's responsibility for his shift, but I think he feels a responsibility because I have a problem. Because ultimately, it's not Saeed's job to find childcare for my kids. Like, it isn't. But sometimes you think it is, or you treat it like it is because we're family. Yeah. yeah. Right? And if I have a problem as a mom, then you have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. right? Well, yeah. yeah. And I also treat those, like, those kids, like, they're like my little brothers. Like, I don't I don't consider myself, like, when people call me a babysitter, I don't really consider You're not a babysitter. Them, so, like, those are, like, my little brothers and, like. So like I care about them a lot, and I want them. To, I want to make sure that they're getting cared by someone I trust, and like that that is responsible. So yeah, Saeed, you are that's so nice. I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I guess the other thing is like, like I was saying that we treat like them like as family, as like baby brothers and sisters, and just like cousins. Even you could even say cousins. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. But it's just like. I guess it's like our responsibility too, like you were saying about having, like, if you have a problem, we have a problem too. And we're going to find a way to figure out a way you could get help. And even like, if we get the help, we would also just check up on them, be like, hey, man, do you need help? Or like, are you good? I know you would. Yeah. Check up on that person that's doing it too. Like, even a house, house sitting or like dog sitting, just to be like, Hey, you need help, or if someone can't make it to some, just like have backup plans for like days on somebody doing it. <laughs> I know you would. I mean, I know it, and I feel that, and I think that's what makes me honestly, y'all. I think that my mental health—it's called a protective factor. So, like, what protects me from like being like emotionally unhealthy, right? Like, what protects my mental health? And part of what I think what I think protects my mental health as a working mother in 2022 is the fact that I have you all because I know that there's a whole bunch of people out there that will help me with my own stuff, with my kids stuff, with my dog stuff, with like my husband stuff. Like I have a, a family and a crew of people that I can rely on. And I don't think a lot of people have that. And that's why really why I wanted people to hear you talk is because it's protective. Like we will do better if more people have relationships like this. And like they can. It's just like, like I said, just kind of getting yourself. Uh, I guess like I'm not saying you can trust everyone, but at the same time, like at least give people the chance to like, get to know them and like have a conversation with people and just kind of like you don't have to like close your family and community off with everyone else like even if someone's less wealthy than you or more wealthy than you like don't don't subject yourself to that like certain community that you have like branch out like get to know people just kind of mix yourself up with the whole like different communities yeah and that's that's like that kind of connects to um acceptance really um like kind of vaguely what we've been talking about just accepting people like for who they are um i i can't name how many times where like our little like inner clique has expanded more and more and more throughout like the whole year uh, and, you know, like, for example, you know, Fizzy, um, mm-hmm. 
we had no like we had no idea who he was say like two years ago or something and then now like it's like he he's in like our inner circle and then the, like we introduced him to you guys and now you guys know him and love him so it's just accepting people no matter what and just harping back to like the lunch thing with my with my mom it's like I can I can bring over any friend and she'll just accept like you know she'll accept them and treat them like they're one of her sons. Uh, she's because she has such a big family, so she thinks even though that Saeed and Hussein are my cousins, she'll think of them like their own sons. And even Corey, Rashad, they have like no like blood relation to my mom, but she even sometimes will put them over me. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what the heck. But it just shows, it just goes to show that uh, she just accepts everyone that I'm friends with, uh, and even people that I like are am just acquaintance with. So just um, accept whoever, like no matter what, and that's the kind of culture that we live in, where it's like just learn to build a bond and friendship with literally anyone, and it's okay that if like things don't go right, but at least you made an effort to make something work. Because you never know, you build a relationship with one person, and that could lead to great achievements for yourself. Right. So, I mean, you built a relationship with Wes, and look at where we are. You know what I mean? Like, you put your energy into like a three-year-old blonde boy, and like, <laughs> and look at all the things. And sometimes when I and I are out, sometimes every now and then we'll be, we'll maybe have a little bit to drink, and we'll be like. <laughs> And we'll be like, we started this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, always like, but that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true, Ayat. We always uh, harp back to that one day <laughs> where where Wes is telling you about me, and we were like, ah, dang! So that's how this kind of started. And, well, I probably um, didn't say that to you right when I met you. I probably waited oh, no. a few <laughs> yeah. years before I told you that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all takes time, and man, you got to take time out your day to go and meet somebody, you know? Like, it's going to be uncomfortable at the beginning, but it's probably uncomfortable for the same uh, the other person. So if you can take the time out your day to go meet somebody and form a connection, like, it could make your life better. Well, I feel like I am, like, walking and living proof of that times a million. Um, I know, I, I hope I tell you all enough. Do you all think I tell you enough? Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. Not every day. She's like, oh, there's going to do another toast. It's fine. Um, but yes, I think you're right. I think it's about taking the time and acceptance and helping first. And just so you all know, next week we're going to talk about i think a lot of people don't know how to do it you all know how to do it cuz you're again masters at relationships but like a lot of people my age don't know how to do it so i'm going to have sicily on next week to talk about how do you make friends with people who are different than you right so that's the next level of this y'all are telling us why it's so important um and what that looks like and feels like and then she's going to tell us how to do it so, guys, we got the whole community coming together to help other folks, which I'm so thankful for. You all, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, I can't wait to talk to you about all of your thoughts about doing a podcast as soon as we hang up. Um, <laughs> but I will see you all soon. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to have you on back because you guys killed it. 
right. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh. Don't stop thanking me. Let me just thank you all the time. <laughs> um, okay, I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again.